Chicken, chicken Missile! Welcome once again to Chicken Missile, where on occasion we gather to discuss one of an odd set of topics inspired by a letter of the alphabet and optionally opine on the oblique, if only for an hour or two, obviously. I'm your host, Charles, and today's ostensibly optimal operators include Kay. Hello. Kat. Hello. And Mark. Hello. So today is brought to you by the letter O, and O is for optimism. So what makes you optimistic? How can you be optimistic? How can you maintain your optimism when everything is awful and everyone is awful and the world is awful all the time? So really, things are terrible, have been for a while, and yet some people manage to maintain their uh, upbeat, optimistic attitude and I want to know how that works. Kat, you seem uh, usually to be upbeat. At least you have a lot of energy, even if you're not always you know, super happy about what your energy is going toward. You seem to have a lot more energy than, say, Mark. Hey. <laughs> so do you, have a, do you have a secret for uh, having, maintaining... I mean, you're not wrong. Maintaining a positive attitude? Uh, I think I was honestly... I... I think this is just kind of how I am and it's believe me it's not always like this generally uh I'm not always this this happy shiny but um one of the things that keeps me optimistic is being able to do things like this and see my friends and you know even with even things are terrible it's still like hey I get to hang out on a meet with friends every you know couple of weeks for a few hours and that's something to look forward to so Generally, it's having something to look forward to. So you, you turn it on before the camera goes on. Basically. I, I turn, that's because of the nature of what I do for a living, I can turn it on and off <laughs> pretty quickly. I mean, if you're in front of an audience basically every day, yeah. you have to be able to pretend even when you're not really feeling it. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, I mean, it's, I'm not, uh, there has been a lot of times when I've not been feeling it, but for, I deal with that, like that's, I don't like to, to, I try not to burden my friends too much with my problems because I have lots, I actually have lots of issues, but I have like, I have like a compartmentalized time and place where I work through that kind of thing. I journal, I, you know, if I need help, I get help. You know, I have some, you know, family members, I have some friends that do help me through it, but like not, I don't burden my entire life's, you know, everyone in my orbit with, uh, oh, yeah, I don't know how to do that because uh, I just drag everything with me and just uh, barf it up on everybody that I meet. So that, 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 that works for me. It unburdens me. Uh, how about you, Kay? Any secrets to maintaining a uh, an upbeat and positive attitude? No. I, I do not have an upbeat and positive attitude lately. I was hoping to extract some optimism from this this podcast, this episode, <laughs> because I don't have much to give right now. Um, Boy, have you come to the wrong place. Right. Yeah. I can only do so much, Kay. <laughs> I was hoping for Carrington, honestly. I, I, yeah. I, he exudes optimism no matter what. Oh, he does. He like, does. Yeah. He does. Between you and Carrington, it would have been. Yeah, he he is. Uh, I, I was going to introduce him uh, if he joined us as as our optimist prime. And uh, I. That's good. I have seen him at, you know, bleary eyed o'clock in the morning shuffling downstairs from being way being up way too late at Kansas Fest and 
you know, I'm like half an eye open and he just comes bounding down the stairs and it looks like he's been up for hours and, mm -hmm. you know, he's all nice and clean shaven and dressed. And, and I'm like, I just barely have like, you know, a sock on my foot and I don't know like, what else I'm wearing. Yeah. Zombie shuffling over yeah. to you. But this is an audio podcast, but I'm making the zombie yeah. arms. I'm yeah. It's like, like the zombie shuffling over to the breakfast and Carrington's like, what's wrong with you? And it's shut yeah. up. <laughs> When you, when you said that, I, I envisioned the 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 group dance scene from Thriller. Yes, as we're all, all of us <laughs> shuffling over to to was it Massman? Massman Hall. Yeah, yeah, for food. So yeah, I don't I don't know where he gets that where he gets that. Uh, it's definitely contagious because uh, whenever we're on a podcast and and like you said, Kat, these you know getting together with people and and just talking about random shit is like, hey, it's. It's like a shot in the arm for this is therapeutic. Yeah. Just yeah, you know, that's why I was like, I've got, you know, I have to be, I have to clear my schedule to do this today because I miss everybody. And I just like, I just, I'm real. I make things, you know, just try to make stuff like that happen. How about you, Mark? How do you, uh, how do you maintain such a, a, a chipper can do attitude? <laughs> Again, I was, I was hoping to be an optimism vampire <laughs> like, like Kay. For this hour, yeah, I I have a number of local friends uh, that I've been able to see in recent months, which has been nice. And uh, obviously, was not able to see any of my Kansas Est friends in person this year. Uh, but uh, just as well, it would have been a disaster if we had tried. Oh yeah, and I'm mildly optimistic that we might be able to do it next year. I'm not really optimistic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, as, as others have said, uh, the, the key to optimism is, is hope and having something to look forward to. And uh, this is one of those things. And so this may be as happy as I get for a couple of weeks. All right. So uh, yay. That's a lot of pressure. Um, I know. <laughs> one thing I wanted to uh, I wanted to bring up as just a, a, something that I've always had problems with is people that are always upbeat and happy and you know always looking on the people bright like side. That. I won't. I'm say always. That. I won't get they a, always the are. Yeah, they're suspect. They're suspicious. Why are they always happy? What are they doing? What do they know that I don't know? Or more importantly, what do they not know? What are they not paying attention to? Perfectly happy walking along and you're not paying any attention to the traffic that's whizzing by you um, just outside of your field of vision. As a, uh, a general idea, what do you think of people that are, I mean, we mentioned Carrington, people that are always, you know, always upbeat and always happy and, you know, always looking on the bright side of things. What's your, um, what, what's your take on somebody like that when you meet them? Okay. I'm trying to think if I actually know anybody like that other than Carrington. It seems abnormal and I'm a little jealous of them. I mean, I, I just I just don't see how anybody can be, even under the best of times, just happy all the time. It's not mm. a it's not a thing. Unless your brain is I guess I brain is wired very differently than, than mine. So yeah. I, so I do I have one I do have one local friend who's like that. And I've I've actually talked to him about it specifically that I am very suspicious of him 
that he is lying, that he is not actually as happy as he, you know, that it's a, it's a false front. And he swears that it's not. And I know him well enough to know that he's probably telling the truth. So I just, I don't know that, I don't know how that works. I've, I've never been like that. And I don't even know what it would feel like. I can't even imagine what it would feel I mean, like. Anyway, so like, but so like that's, I, I view people like that with suspicion more than, oh, I want to be like that. I don't, I don't actually want to be like that. And I don't think that they're really like that, but maybe they are. I just, well, I, don't, it, I don't have any it, shared experience really to connect with that. It just, it seems to me that, I mean, if there, there are people, there are many people in the world who have depression and it's their brain and whatever is going on inside of their brain, they, they are sad more often than not. So there has to be the corollary where you are tend toward the positive side. I don't know if there's a word for it other than optimistic or happy-go-lucky, but I mean, there's a clinical word for the downside of it. I don't think there's a clinical uh, word for it's, the upside uh, of it. When it is a clinical uh, thing, it's usually referred to as a mania yeah, or a hypomania. Yeah. Or, yeah. So, if, but if it, you're bipolar, they call it, they used to call it manic depressive. Yeah. But usually it's the upside right. of someone who's going to crash, you know? Right. But um, so, I don't, I'm not but, talking about a, mm -hmm. a, a no. depressive mania situation. I'm talking about someone who just tends toward the positive side of the neutral line. Yeah. And I don't think that there is. I think there's, there is a, that is lacking in the what's what's it called the oh the DSM the yeah the DSM yeah, the, the DSM you know, uh, DSM four or five or whatever I think it's up to five version it is um, doesn't have a doesn't have a definition for people that are happy people. too damn happy <laughs> and maybe they should I mean it's like it's a problem to be sad I mean and that's the thing like he's like oh cat you're you're all I am not always this way and I like I had I just got off of a you know a terrible terrible year and there were some times when i really wasn't i mean it's it was bad because of the way society is we're expected to be all like yay mm -hmm. and so yeah, no I mean, they it, it, it is it's not i mean everybody should go up and down nobody should be up all the time mm -hmm. but because you know the way our society is 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 wired people don't think that there's anything wrong with that yeah i mean i think sadness or depression or anxiety whatever you want to call it in you know in moderation is healthy so mm -hmm. if you're anticipating something whether it's good or bad if you're uh working on something that has uh, a level of stress to it you feel stress you feel anxious where it becomes pathological is when you feel anxious all the time and you feel sad or you know overly stressed all the time and it affects your your normal life but as a baseline you should still be able to feel anxiety and and uh oh, someone do. who doesn't <laughs> yeah and like well someone who doesn't feel fear or someone who doesn't feel you know, like you don't have emotions they call them a psychopath because you're yes you don't have that wiring to feel emotions and i think there's something to it to not feeling anxiety and there's you know there's definitely downsides to it if you're not anxious about things you don't prepare for them or you don't you know you know you don't expect them and you know don't have the mental preparation for when things do go wrong so uh, it's a i'm not a doctor i'm not a medical professional please seek medical advice before uh, acting chicken, on your chicken missile is not a medical podcast yeah
not licensed in 50 states. So that being said, one of the things that I, one, one quote that I really like to sort of encapsulate the optimism process, even when I'm feeling like I can't just, you know, everything's bad all the time and I'm just going to expect it to always be bad all the time is, anyhow, it's a John Lennon quote. Uh, Everything will be okay in the end. If it's not okay, it's not the end. Yeah. And as like, it was part of a movie poster or a, you know, uh, some upbeat rom-com kind of thing, but as something John Lennon said, I feel better saying it, that it's, you know, it came from John Lennon as opposed to, you know, Renee Zellweger in a movie or something, but and I mentioned so many people. famous quotes that you think are from famous people are actually from underpaid script writers. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But never mind. Yeah. Well, and and many times those things that people say that are written by underpaid script writers actually came from a book of quotations from long, long ago, and it just sounds better when it comes out of um, you know some actor as opposed to obscure poet from the nineteenth century. Um, but anyhow, the I, I mentioned that to people as like, you know, this is sort of like a, a thing that I think of when things are not happening the way they're supposed to. And they say, well, it's that's very optimistic. You know, it's like things will always turn out okay in the end. You know, not exactly how I see it. I see it as if it's not okay, then it's not the end means if things aren't okay, then you don't stop working toward them being okay. You know, it's like you don't accept... You don't accept that it's not okay. You have to keep moving. You have to keep moving it forward until it is okay. And then you can say that you're done as opposed to just everything will turn out okay in the end uh, attitude. It's like you have to make it okay. I'm going to make it better. So that's my that's my take on things. I'm not super optimistic, but uh, I will fight tooth and nail to make, make sure that things do get better. I mean, that's what I, I mean, and that's exactly what I did. I, you know, mm-hmm. I got... I got out of the situation that I was in and I got myself, you know, through sheer force of will, a better situation. But yeah, because my the the quote when you said that, the quote that popped into my mind, uh, Bob Ross said it a lot. And he's you have to have some sadness in your life so that you know when the happy times are. Absolutely. Putting that on my quote wall. <laughs> yeah. Bob Ross. Well now there's a sad movie about Bob Ross out. So Yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> there's a there's a documentary about Bob Ross. Is it the one specifically from the business side? No, it's on like Netflix or something. Oh, yeah. okay. The, the business side of, behind Bob Ross, which was apparently quite messy. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, you don't want to watch it. Yeah, especially after he died and his, you know, it's like the licensing for his oh, image and everything. Yeah. And yeah, it, I'm sure um, that was a nightmare. I haven't actually watched it. I've watched a couple of the, you know, the trailer kind of things for it, and it's, you know, it's 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 never it's never good to see sort of what happens when. When the cameras turn off, what happens behind the oh, scenes? Oh, it's always you know, but the, when the cameras turn off. Yeah. Is it a documentary or is it like a, a documentary? Is it a docu- yeah. like a straight documentary? Okay, I'll have to look for that. Yeah, I think Kat, they set out you, to. Why do you torture yourself so? I'm no, I'm curious. Like I get it. Like I'm at this point, I think that the only person out of my childhood who isn't going to uh, going to turn out to be a garbage human being is going to be Mister Rogers. I was gonna say Fred Rogers. Yeah, yeah. Fred Rogers is like everyone else. At this point, I've given up on everyone but Fred Rogers. Thanks. (laughs) Great. Yeah, Bob Ross. And you know, and (laughs) when you when you are and this is you know this is going to turn into we should this should have been M for mental health. Mm. I was going to and when and 
it's okay to ask for help when you aren't feeling optimistic. And I think mm -hmm. too many people don't do that. Yeah. Like, you know, I've had talked to people because I've been in therapy and I've been on, I'm on meds to help me. And, you know, if, you know, and it, you know, one of my uh, Destiny clan mates was like, yeah, if your brain's not making the right chemicals, store-bought is fine. But people are like, there's this like stigma attached with, you know, if you're not mm -hmm. optimist and you're, we don't want to know that you're having an issue. We just want to pretend that everybody is the same optimistic, happy, shiny as we are. And it's like, eh, no. Yeah. And I, I'm very much in the same boat. Earlier this year, I had basically got so fed up with my job that I literally rage quit in the middle of a, well, in the middle, in the end of a, like a three hour meeting. So you, it was, you quit three hours too late. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, I mean, it's the, the whole thing was like, you know, months in the making and I was already one foot out the door. I was looking for other jobs. I had already written my resignation letter and a bunch of emails to people to say, Hey, I'm, I'm leaving. And, thanks for, you know, thanks for being one of the people that I enjoyed working with. I had all those, you know, saved up in documents on my computer. And one day I just, like I said, the, the meeting just kept going and going. And I got, you know, it got to the point where it was a, it was, it was right in my face as opposed to being, you know, the, the subtle passive kind of, you know, we don't give a fuck what you think anymore. Uh, kind of thing. It was that they were telling me, we don't give a fuck what you think anymore. Um, and so I said, fine, I'm done. I quit. It was a huge, huge burden off of off of me, and I was like, after I got over the like the adrenaline like shakes and you know all that stuff, like uh, the next day I was like, I slept like a baby. I was not dreading getting up and going to work anymore. I was like, you know, I felt optimistic again for the first time in a Best couple of years. And I was like, ever. I'm you know I don't have a job, but you know what, I've got like a resume and a bunch of experience and, you know, sending that link out to everybody and looking for all these opportunities coming in. And there were like interviews and things. And some of them went really poorly and some of them went really well, but I was just so much happier for, like I said, for the first time. And I didn't even realize, I didn't even realize how unhappy I was at that job. And now I've got a new job and it's a much better place with much better people and I'm working from home and not having to, you know, go into an office if I don't want to and, you know, interact with people if I don't want to. And yeah, I'm so, you know, such a better place. And, you know, that whole time, like you said, Kat, it's like, uh, I should go talk to somebody. So started talking to somebody every couple of weeks and uh, every week and, moving things around chemically in my brain and so much better off. I don't know why I waited so damn long, but you know. That's because society says that you're broken and you shouldn't, you know, society doesn't encourage us to ask for help for anything, whether it's being optimistic or, you know, I feel bad asking people to like, you know, pick me up and take me to the mechanic because I need to get my car fixed. Yeah. It's a, I, and then I've been, I've been uh, seeing, uh, shrinks for 10 years or so this is the first time i've actually been talking to a therapist therapist the others were mainly like diagnosing and uh what medications and what kind of things we can do for your routine and you know the the more psychologist versus psychiatrist, psychiatrist. one can yes. one can, yeah, one can, can prescribe 
prescribed drugs. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's the difference. Psych I wouldn't see them, but then no, no. prescribe drugs because yeah. prescribe the drugs. And one, I, I don't remember at which point it was, but one of them said, you know, it's it is okay. It's not something that you need to feel like is a you know a stigma or you know you're not broken. Just imagine that you had to go to the eye doctor to get glasses because you couldn't see to read or to drive or whatever. And so you ask for help and people wear glasses. And so you can see why not ask for help and, you know, put the glasses on that are helping you, you know, get, do the rest of your, you know, all the rest of the things. Glasses um, for your brain. Yeah. It's like a bicycle for your, uh, for your mind. Um, and yeah. so the, uh, uh, and so that was like, oh yeah. So if I broke my arm, I would go to a doctor and get, you know, a cast and I wouldn't feel like I had to hide my cast or like had to hide the fact that I wore glasses because nobody thinks poorly of you if, you know, you break a bone or your eyes don't work or whatever, but they do if you have to, you know, take pills so you can get up in the morning and you have to avoid people because otherwise you're not going to be a nice person to be around. Uh, that kind of thing. So anyhow, so we've strayed a bit off topic. Yeah. No, um, it's about staying, but this is still all yeah. about staying optimistic because these are things mm -hmm. you sometimes have to do mm -hmm. to maintain a healthy level. We, everyone should have a healthy level of optimism and you have to do what you have to do to maintain that, you know, not everybody is super, super optimistic all the time, but you should have a little bit of it or else, you know, you're never going to get through life. Okay. So all of you people have never known me not being in two types of therapy and on multiple types of mood stabilizers. None of you. And there's not. This is just as good as I get. <laughs> yep. Yep. But. <laughs> And again, uh, to the earlier point, we we only see you in this sort of narrow scope of your life. We don't see you picking your kids up from school or going to the grocery store or, or working or you know whatever. It's it's the times that we see you when you want to be among the tribe. And honestly, that's when you guys when when I present myself to to the tribe and in, in our various uh, gatherings. That's probably you're seeing me at my best. I want to be here. I want to be, I want to learn and, and teach and, you know, socialize and all those things. And if you caught me, you know, on a day when I didn't want to socialize, didn't want to be around people, you, you think, well, okay, who, who pissed in your cornflakes this morning? Well, something I heard a long time ago, and this was, this is relevant to the conversation, but I, I heard it in, in terms of, of, uh, of literally performing, playing music or, or acting or whatever but it was it, it's don't confuse your backstage with someone else's on stage yeah it, when you are on a, on a podcast or at kansas fest or whatever you know you need to be like hey i'm happy to see you and let's and and be eager to talk to your friends and and or whatever but when you're sitting alone alone home in your underwear and there's nobody there and you can feel your feels and i i wouldn't expect any of us to be Carrington all the time, right? Yeah, um, I don't even think Carrington is Carrington all the time. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Absolutely no way. Yeah. Yeah. Just so anyway, don't confuse what you see in other people with what you are all the time. Also, there are dogs. Also, there are dogs and cats. Mm. Mark sends me a lot of pictures of dogs. Mm -hmm. 
Those are good days. Yeah, so I'm, I'm uh, looking through my notes, and like I said, we've we've strayed quite a ways from our original topic, but that's great. This has been a very good conversation. I enjoyed it. Something that, uh, a, a little story that popped into my head when I was deciding on optimism as the topic for today. My son, when he was three or four, he was telling a story about something. I don't remember what it was. It was in preschool or telling us about something that, that he did or saw on TV or whatever. And I made the comment, that uh, that he was an eternal optimist. And he stopped what he was saying and said, I am not a turtle octopus. <laughs> and so sometimes I just refer to him as the turtle octopus and he looks at me like, why do you, why do you do, why do you bring that up now? What are you talking about, dad? Why are you like that? He, he was my turtle octopus for a long time. Um, that sounds like something a turtle octopus would say. Mm-hmm. Is next episode, um, episode P gonna be pessimism? Because I'm, I'm no, I, I no. Oh, uh, it's going to be. Oh, I was looking forward to that. <laughs> rant, 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 rant. <laughs> we can talk about positivity next time. Son of a no. Uh, anyhow, so oh, yeah. would you guys like to play a game? A short game, yes. Okay. Sure. No. A very dear friend of mine just moved into her new house not too far away from here today, and I want to wander over and see her new house now that her okay. now the movers are gone. <laughs> cool. Um, all right, so I am going to uh, I've uh, I've been on this kick lately with uh, number games. Oh no! Uh, this one, however, is special because uh, it it's all about numbers and number like things, but there's no math involved. So let me get. Uh, is it just Googling like last time? No. Yeah, last time was fun. <laughs> yeah, so no Googling. Um, so. Is there beagling? Uh, no. So, for instance, uh, it's all about numbers in fiction or pop culture. So, uh, we all know the number 8675309. So, if I were to ask you. Whose number is that? Whose phone number is eight six seven five three zero nine? Jenny. That's Jenny's yeah, Jenny. number. That's Jenny. Oh yeah, that was that number in the bathroom in Duke Nukem. Uh, for the bonus point, who sang the song? Tommy Two Tone. Apparently, I can remember stupid things like that, but I can't remember what I did last week. Some of these are numbers like eight six seven five three zero nine, and some of them are combinations or things like uh, if I were to say, "What does the number NCC one seven zero one indicate?" Which enterprise? <laughs> yeah, so. Nerd. Nerd. So, yeah. All right, so we are going to start with Cat. Okay. The first number is 14,605. What is the significance of 14,605? 14,605,000? What? 605,000? No, 14,605,000. That is the number of seconds in a year it is not okay there's a song uh, in rent about it that's it's five hundred twenty-five thousand six hundred minutes okay yeah. minutes a so year. does anyone else uh anyone else know what 14 million 605 indicates the number of bytes on a 16 megabyte hard drive that you can actually use no Remember, these are all from fiction or pop culture. That is the number of possible futures that Doctor Strange searched oh, through yeah, in the Avengers yeah, yeah, yeah. Infinity oh, War. I should. And I should, how many of them in which we win? One. Yeah. Okay. Hello. Your question is: 
Who lives at four Privet Drive? Uh, that would have to be the Dursleys. The Dursleys. Correct. And for the bonus point, do you remember what the name of their town is? Mm. And no fair Googling. London Hamptonshire. <laughs> Anybody else? Like, I know it's technically in London, but I can't remember the name of the neighborhood. No. Uh, the name of the neighborhood is Little Whinging. Okay. And they're in Surrey. Uh, Mark? Fringe on top? Yes. <laughs> Very much. Little whinging on top. Anyhow, uh, so Mark. No. Whose phone number is 7762323? No idea. And I'll give you a hint. It was from a movie. No idea. Okay. Anybody else have that? Oh, right? you, I, I had a thought until you said it was from a movie. Uh, uh, that... Oh, wait, 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 wait. Um, 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 the phone booth for Bill and Ted, Excellent Adventure. No, that I, 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 no, that is not. <laughs> uh, the Matrix. Uh, that is that is God's phone number, according to Bruce Almighty, the movie. Oh, I've with, never. I, um, hate, I hate Jim Carrey movies. The Jim Carrey, yeah. I hate um, Jim Carrey movies. It does have Morgan Freeman in it, so it can't be that bad. Yeah, but also Jim Morgan Freeman, yeah. not enough to balance out Jim Carrey. Yeah, in the movie, it never has a um, an area code. So the number in various area codes is, you know, getting all these, you know, oh, weird yeah. calls from people looking for God. And coincidentally, in Sanford, North Carolina, that number is a church. That's awesome. Yeah. Back to Kat. What is the significance of 2GAT123? Again, no fair Googling. I'm not Googling. I'm writing it down. Mm-hmm. Because I, like, I feel like that's somebody's license plate. Can you be more specific? Because there's only one fictional car license plate I actually know, and that is not it. So I'm gonna take a guess because I know it's not. I know it's not Ghostbusters because that was Ecto One. So Herbie the Love Bugs license plate. Uh, I'll give you half a point for that because that is actually a fictional license plate used in many, many TV okay. shows and movies because. It's a number and letter combination that looks like a California license plate, but it's a combination that was never actually issued. And so 2GAT123 along with SAM123 and 123SAM. The SAM comes from sample. GAT is, uh, it's a GAT. It's a word that they wouldn't allow on a California license plate, but it's an obscure enough word for gun that, yeah. you know. Um, the only reason I know that is because I've played all like, Saints Row games. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm like Saints Row something, mm -hmm. something, something. Actually, it might be some of the license plates in Saints Row. Yeah, it's it's one of those that's if you if you start looking in movies, you're gonna see a lot of instances of the same license plate. Even multiple cars in the same movie or TV show will have the same license plate. And that one is a very common one, just because the prop people have made a bunch of them and you can just grab it off the shelf. K. Hello. Who is L U H three four one seven? L U H three four one seven. I don't know. I'm gonna say uh, the dude from Blade Runner. There's a dude from Blade Runner, <laughs> but I, okay. Uh, no, it is. Uh, anyone else have a guess for L U H three four one seven? I feel like it's a stormtrooper, but I don't. I know it's. I 
I don't think it's Finn. I know it's not the one Daniel Craig played, and I know it's not <laughs> just Daniel Craig's has 007 in it. Um, <laughs> I never it knew that part. Yeah. What? Well, I, I never do that because it's not like he's introduced on the on the screen. Yeah, that. no, it, it, canonically, his mm. the, his designation is something, 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 zero, zero, seven. Mm. Was that Finn's number? No. Okay. L-U-H-3417 or Lou was the roommate of THX-1138 in the movie of the same name. I was, I was in the neighborhood. Yeah. It's George Lucas. Where, <laughs> in a future where everyone is given letters and numbers for their yeah. names and sex is outlawed and everyone must take drugs. It's a fun well, movie. Yeah, because and then um, Stormtrooper THX-1138 or... <laughs> No, it's in the first Star Wars movie. There's a stormtrooper THX one one three eight. Why are you not at your post? Yeah, there's a there's, there's a, a reference it's to it. In George Star Lucas. Wars. It's referenced yeah. all over the place uh, yeah. in the Star Wars and in a bunch of his movies actually. Mark, your question. Oh, Joel. Uh, what happened in the year ten thousand one hundred ninety one? Something about Anyone? Doctor Who. That's my only guess. Okay. No, it is not from Doctor Who. Anyone else have a guess? The uh, ten, uh, the year ten thousand one hundred ninety-one is the year in which the events of Dune take place. Okay. Somehow it is also set twenty thousand years in the future. So at some point they reset the numbering, but uh, it's you know they they mention the year is ten thousand one hundred ninety-one. Cat. Just so you all know, there's a storm rolling through. So if I go away suddenly, it's not because I don't like you. It's because the power probably flickered. That's all right. We in know my you case, it'll be because I don't like you. Yeah. Cat. Who lives at 1407 Gray Malkin Lane? Charles Xavier! <laughs> That's Xavier School for Gifted Youngsters! Oh, there you go. <laughs> I'm sorry, what media property is that? Is that a book from the movie? Is that's that from the X-Men. X -Men. Is that from X-Men? Yeah. X-Men movie, it pans down and it has the... Because mm. that's... I know he's Joss Whedon on the on the on the commentary said as soon as we wrapped, I sent my assistant over to grab that sign. That was like the one thing I think everybody wanted off of the X, the first X Men movie set was the fourteen oh seven Gray Malkin Lane sign. Was Joss Whedon involved? Or was in that it Whedon? Movie? I don't remember. Whoever the director was of that movie, because oh. I remember hearing it on the director's commentary, was I wanted <laughs> that sign. <laughs> <laughs> one point for Cat. Uh, K, your next question. What is 525,600? <laughs> that is uh, the, the measure of love and also the number of minutes in a year. And did you say the name of the song? Uh, I didn't. It's from Rent. Uh, yeah, I know. It's called Seasons of Love. Seasons yeah. of Love. Okay, so that's, yeah. Get the bonus point. Yeah, I knew that it was, uh, I knew that it was from Rent. But I, I didn't never knew that. I've never actually seen the 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 show so uh, i didn't even know what the name of the song was that it came from so that's k and uh the extra bonus point as well so oh brian singer was the director sorry i had to look singer. it up because otherwise it was gonna drive me crazy because that's the thing that puts you over the edge yeah actually not knowing the director <laughs> no because it's like it's a thing that it'll like eat like you know this but you don't know this mm -hmm. yeah at three o'clock you know tomorrow morning you're like oh ryan singer yeah why exactly. was i thinking about that yeah so uh last question this one's for mark who is TK421? Probably a stormtrooper. You can be more specific, please. Absolutely not. Okay. Uh, I'll give you uh, I'll give you half a point for that. 
Anyone else recognize TK421? Is that Finn? No. Okay. Because his was FN. Oh, right. Because Finn. Okay. Yeah. Oh, was that the one that called him a traitor? Uh, no, there's, well, I have Somebody no idea who that rumors. is. But this, there's but, one that they, the, the, in the, I can't even remember which movie it is. He has the like light, the like thing that can actually like stop a lightsaber and he looks at oh, Finn yeah, and he the, calls him a the, traitor. Yeah. baton or whatever yeah so yeah. no this is this is from the original uh star wars uh episode four a new hope in which tk421 is the stormtrooper who was guarding the millennium falcon in the death stars hangar bay and he was you know specifically referenced and over oh, yeah, the, yeah, the one now why are you the radio tk421 are you not yeah so that's that's who tk421 is you know who knows what happened to him other than i think either uh, Luke or Han knocked him out, stole his armor, and proceeded. He's to... probably still in. Uh, he probably stuffed him in the, the smuggling compartment. Compartment. Of the yeah, I was gonna say he's still in his underwear somewhere in the, <laughs> <laughs> well, in the bottom of the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> okay, so that is one, two. That's four points for K. Cat got one and a half, and Mark, you got half a point. So K is our big winner today. Wow. In, in a, and I promise in no quiz, more number-based games. In a, qu- a quiz filled with references to, I'm still kicking myself to, that to superhero the media million. that I've never seen. I feel like uh, <laughs> my I friend, my, my friend's gonna be like, "How did you not know that number?" I'm like, "Sorry." <laughs> well, at least two of them were George Lucas-based, so not superheroes at all. And you knew the Harry Potter one, so because I mentioned the Xavier Institute, there you go. That's yeah, yeah. Is everything okay? Is it the end? Yeah, I think so. Is everything all right? No, everything's good. Okay. It's all good. This is the most depressing episode for one titled Optimism, I think. That... <laughs> no, I think it's <laughs> I think it's optimistic to know. Yeah, I think there's it helps be... you your optimism to know that everybody's kind of in the same boat you are. There's going to be some that. poor soul. There's going to be some poor soul who's going to be like not feeling that great. And it's going to be like, oh, here's an episode about optimism. This will make me feel better. And then they're going to hear Mark <laughs> and me convention. <laughs> Nope. About- so to end on a positive note, perhaps, mm-hmm. relatively speaking, I would like to say that the way I learned it, when you say that it gets better or it's going to get better or it's, you know, it's going to improve or it's all going to be okay, the it that gets better is you. Yeah, except that as I, as I slide toward my fifth decade, I am certainly not getting better at anything, which just leaves me to say I am much obliged to the objective opportunists, Kay, Kat, and Mark for podcasting with me and once again obstructing me from ousting my oblongata and outcrying offensively into oblivion. Thank you, Kay. Well, that's depressing.